episode has been sponsored by Podcorn. I launched That's Total Mom Sense on Mother's Day in 2019, and have been fortunate to have built a loyal following of mom and dad listeners since then. I recently started working with Podcorn, a platform for podcasters of all sizes to browse advertising opportunities, set their own rates, and collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivities. I've landed several brand deals through Podcorn and want to pay it forward because that's what moms do. Visit podcorn.com, spelled P-O-D-C-O-R-N.com to sign up and learn more. Hi, it's Ashi Jelinek, founder and CEO of Kids Love, and you are listening to me on That's Total Mom Sense. Hi, it's Kanika, and I'm back with a brand new season of That's Total Mom Sense, where I interview parenting experts, world-renowned thought leaders, best-selling authors, and trailblazing entrepreneurs on their incredible life stories and mom sense experiences. Hi, I'm Gabby Bernstein, and you're listening to me on That's Total Mom Sense. It's me, Bobby Brown, on Total Mom Sense. Can't wait to share my story. Hi, I'm Dr. Lisa, and you're listening to me on That's Total Mom Sense. Pandemic or not, these episodes will inspire you to make every single day count. Episodes release on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Join my tribe and subscribe wherever you listen so you never miss an episode. In terms of being a mom, I think there's no balance in this. So throw that out the window if you want to find the company (laughs) and start a company because there's no way you're going to be the most amazing entrepreneur, the most amazing wife, the most amazing mom at all times. And I think setting that expectation for yourself and being disappointed is half the battle. So I think not having the expectation and being happy in the moment is so important. As moms, we often wonder, am I doing enough for my kids? I'm here to tell you, you are super mama. That's because we have an undeniable superpower, our intuition, and it never steers us wrong. I call it our mom sense. Hi, I'm Kanika Chadda Gupta, and I'm the host of That's Total Mom Sense. I'm a journalist, entrepreneur, wife, and mom of three, twins plus one. Now, if I had a dollar every time I heard, gee, you have your hands full, On my podcast, I interview influential moms from various industries and cover topics that all first-time parents grapple with, from getting your baby to sleep to screen time allowance, your new normal in your marriage, and how to dedicate time to yourself. Learn and laugh along with That's Total Mom Sense. Wouldn't it be cool if kids could drink their vitamins and enjoy them? Well, they can't. You may have seen this founder's products on the shelves at Walmart, CVS, or on Amazon or Thrive Market. Kids love. They are changing the game for kids' drink boxes everywhere. Ashi Jelinek is a Los Angeles-based mother of three who found the market lacked innovative, health-conscious children's products. Before becoming a stay-at-home parent, Ashi started her career in theater in New York and attained her undergraduate degree in theater and communications at the California Institute of the Arts. In launching The Loving Company in 2008, Ashi brings her personal experiences as a mother along with her passion for health and wellness. Focusing on promoting a healthy lifestyle to her kids, Ashi set out to create a new brand for both her own and other families alike. 
Ashi developed Kids Love in 2018 upon realizing all kids' drinks were laden with sugar and had little health benefits. And combined with pediatric dentist recommendations to avoid gummy vitamins, Kids Love was born. She intentionally developed the product to meet almost any need. It's certified non-GMO, vegan, kosher, gluten-free, and packaged in eight-ounce recyclable, resaleable, straw-free Tetra Packs or drink cartons. Ashi, I am so, so excited to have you on today's show. Thanks so much for having me. Really happy to be here. I wanted to share how you are half Indian. Tell us about what that was like growing up and kind of your exposure to like being South Asian. Yeah. So my dad's Indian and my mother's German. So Mm -hmm. I'm a first generation American. It's so a part of who I am. You know, when you grow up as a first generation American with two different parents that are from very different places, it definitely molds who you are in a lot of ways and gives you a different understanding around culture. Growing up, I always felt a little bit different um, people around me. And I feel like I was very aware of that and understood that about myself. And I'm very aware of that with my own kids and really trying to bring also, you know, the understanding of that culture to the forefront in terms of, you know, it's great in an interview like this to talk about it. It's so rare that I do. Mm-hmm. And um, I love to be able to highlight because I'm, you know, I'm proud of my heritage. I'm proud yeah. to be first generation American. Tell us what it was like growing up for you. My mother, she was just a health nut, very much into Eastern medicine and acupuncture. So even as a young kid, I was seeing Chinese herbalists and took that in as a young kid and learned from an early age how, even if maybe I didn't like always the food choices that my mom (laughs) was giving me, I think it instilled in me a very healthy way of looking at food and association with also medicine and that there are alternative ways to actually get what your body needs without taking traditional medicine was built into my unconscious to end up doing kids love because that was just so seated in me. How can you be healthier? How can you make sure, you know, you're avoiding hopefully pathogens or how do you stay healthy? And then obviously as you have kids that develops into a whole different meaning, right? Yeah. So were you eating like kale and chia or like turmeric early on? (laughs) Yeah. So my mom was vegetarian. I grew up vegetarian. I actually didn't have my first hamburger and I remember it till I was 19. Wow. Um, wow. And I actually am like the only person who eats meat in my family. I I think I've read a book about my blood type. So, you know, based upon that, I kind of adhere to that. I try to avoid not eating it so much. But so, you know, growing up, it was vegetarian. We didn't have cheese in the house. In in a way, my mom was like vegan and macrobiotic before it was probably cool. We had no juice in the house. I remember there was this drink, which still is on the market now. It's called Recharge. And I drank it when I was pregnant, but it was like the only drink that was like in our house that wasn't water. So, um, you know, (laughs) treats for us were really like anything from a fruit to popsicle or treats, but that was more when I would run to my friends' houses. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, I love that. Can you tell us some of the highlights of your career and kind of how you charted the path that you did? Yeah. So this is definitely not where I saw myself. So I started off really my career always, I was very artistic as a young child. I studied opera and classical music, then went on to do a theater degree and communications. As I was trying to do acting in New York, 
I, you know, had side hustles. So, you know, I managed restaurants, worked a lot in that arena, both in hotels and restaurants, and really started to form a love for food there. Watching chefs create food, watching the energy that goes behind. I never understood that until you're really immersed in that world. I think you really get that. So then I actually had thought I was going to go to culinary school because I'm very into cooking and very much enjoy it. After having my first son, he was around probably two when the idea started to percolate. He was getting sick a lot. Don't know why. He was totally breastfed, but he just got every little cold you can imagine. Mm. And I was really struggling on how do I keep him hydrated? He doesn't want to always drink water. I wasn't really keen on giving him so much dairy just from how I grew up. Dairy was not something I never drank milk growing up. And so I was like, how do I keep this kid hydrated and also have him get his vitamins? He started, you know, I was giving him at the time these like hard chewable vitamins, you know, very low in sugar, but then he was starting to develop cavities. And I found out from my pediatric dentist, the reason he was getting cavities is it was, didn't matter that the gummy vitamins or hard chewable vitamins were actually you know, low in sugar. The problem was, was that they actually just sit on kids' teeth. So unless you're immediately brushing your kids' teeth, and even then that's not necessarily definitely going to get rid of that staying on the teeth, that he was developing cavities. The pediatric dentist mentioned, yeah, you know, really they should get their vitamins through fruits and vegetables. And I said, right, but if you have a picky eater or they have allergies, or what, how are you doing that? He suggested, well, ideally it would be in a liquid vitamin if you're going to give vitamins. So I kind of started to look into this world and discovered that there wasn't really any liquid vitamins that weren't medicinal and very hard for my kid to actually want to drink. Right, and right. at the same time, I don't want to give him juice and really just going to parks and noticing so many moms that really take juice and just pour water in it to dilute sugars. I had this idea, like, why isn't somebody creating a zero sugar functional beverage that's like a vitamin hydration drink? And really, that's how Kids Love started and was born. Took me about a year to develop the product because I wanted to make sure the quality of the product was up to standards. I wanted to make sure, you know, it meet all the clean label criteria, vegan, kosher, as you said, Mm non-GMO. And then from the sustainability side, I just noticed every kid drink that my kid drank was had a straw. And I just was very over the fact that, you know, I I live with a husband who's a serious environmentalist and we had these conversations and that's really where I started to explore, you know, sustainable packaging and a resealable drink that was straw free. That's how kids love really was born. That is incredible. I love it. I feel like you're just checking all the boxes. Um, and it's just, it's great how thought out you were when you created your brand and the product. What vitamins are in Kids Love? So vitamin B, vitamin C, vitamin A, E, D, it's nine essential vitamins. You know, then there's also some like a little bit of green tea extract, which, you know, I've gotten comments, people ask all the time, like, oh my gosh, my kid can be caffeinated. No, it's less than 0.1 grams and it's an antioxidant. So it's really important to have some of those antioxidants in there. It's really your nine essential vitamins that you would need. None of the vitamins are at a quantity where if you drink more than one, you're going to be like hitting your limit, like you would necessarily with a concentrated vitamin if it was in a gummy or hard chewable form. You know, I've definitely noticed and my kids, you know, them drinking them, they definitely seem to get less sick and they don't ask for juice anymore. 
Absolutely. According to USA Today, plastic straws are considered trash and over 300 million metric tons of single-use plastics, which include plastic bags, cutlery, and straws are produced annually and 50% are discarded after single use, filling up our landfills unnecessarily when brands can think of other alternatives like the Tetra Pak that you found or biodegradable straws or steel ones or, you know, whatever it may be. It's uh, great that you uh, have thought about curbing your carbon footprint with your brand. Yeah, I think, you know, it's really important. You'll see now across a lot of retailers, you know, they were making this push. I, I don't really know where they're at with it. You know, I know Whole Foods had said that they were going to eliminate all plastic straws from any brands coming in. And I know Nestle had something around that. So Mm -hmm. I think it's just really important that, you know, we can all do a small little part. I mean, that at at the end of the day is what, you know, kind of drives community, makes community and makes a difference. So there's definitely costs associated with it. But at the same time, it's our environment. And it's so important to have a positive impact at this point. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. So I want to touch on your appearance on Shark Tank. Um, Tell us like what that was like. Well, that was a very, very interesting experience. It was so long ago now. And that's what a lot of people don't know when they watch the show is that it's filmed a long before it airs. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now it was filmed a year ago. So I was at the time nowhere close. Like I had just opened up distribution. And just gotten into like my first store account when I went to them. So six months later, I was in such a different place. Probably timing was a little off with being with them. Meaning mm-hmm. I think if I would have gone a little bit later, it would have been a, maybe a different outcome. Who knows? Yeah. But it was an interesting experience. They weren't focused on the product. They got very caught up in me and raising money. And any person that's in the beverage industry knows it takes a lot of money to get something to happen, let alone to focus on marketing efforts, to get distribution, to be in stores costs money. I mean, it is, unless, you know, yes, there are certain things, thank goodness, things when you're women-owned business, like I am and minority-owned, um, there's right, certifications right. you can apply to, and those actually drop costs for you. But it's a highly, highly intensive financial business, food yes. and beverage for the most part. So, you know, there was no kind of color on that. And I really felt like they didn't really focus on the product and the problem I was solving. Like in the beginning, it seemed like they were, and then they got so stuck. And it's unfortunate because I really felt like, wow, I mean, they kind of missed the point of this whole thing. (laughs) Lori like loved the product and drank it all. And you only see a segment of what's actually filmed. And I was in there for an hour and a half. And so yeah. there was so much more nuances that went on that were really positive, but it's TV and it's reality TV. And yeah. I totally now get if I was on a reality show, what that would be like. And you take the good and the bad. It's definitely helped the business but in terms of awareness. Actually, from that opportunity, a crowdfunding website got in touch with me and we are launching a crowdfunding page. You know, all good press, as any PR person will tell you, <laughs> good, bad, it's all good press. So exactly. that's kind of how I took it in stride. I really wish they would have focused more on the product, but maybe in the future, who knows? 
you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess you don't even need it right now, you know, (laughs) it's, uh, it's for like the budding entrepreneur that wants a break and, you know, you figured out the right distribution channels and have that exposure now, which is great. I think that they would commend you for what you went on to achieve. Um, you did share that on the show that you raised a million early on. And I mean, that's just an incredible milestone to hit. So how did you do it? For me, it's really talking to people, uh, meeting people. It was a friends and family round, talking to friends, 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 friends. You know, that's really how it is. It's little amounts. And then they, you know, and sometimes it's not, you know, I have other, you know, I have bigger investors, I have smaller investors. I would say it's been the biggest challenge as an entrepreneur. I think any entrepreneur will probably tell you that. I think being a woman, it's especially different. You know, there are tech companies, they have a beta platform, they haven't even tested it, and they're raising millions of dollars just on an idea. It's yes. very different, I found, being a woman, let alone food and beverage. I think it's just very a different situation. I also think that early on, you know, a lesson I wish I would have known is that I think I was so concerned with that for a while, that that was my focus instead of really focusing on the product. And now I've kind of learned a balance between it. I have also just been through it so many no's that I can very quickly know when someone's going to probably be really interested and when it's not going to happen. So I don't waste a lot of time on it anymore. And I've really learned to focus more on the actual business itself and get the business to a place and spend as least as possible. Like mm-hmm. I think it's so important to try to really be grassroots as much as you can about things. And of course there are areas you have to spend in, but where does it make sense to spend and how to really think creative? I mean, for us with COVID, it's been such an interesting time because, you know, we essentially launched in 2019 because that's when mm-hmm. we got our distribution. We didn't get mm-hmm. into stores until September. So now we get all these big store accounts come the new year, but they were launching right when COVID hit in March. Yeah. And it was such a crazy time to navigate from a supplier standpoint because China was shut down. And I right. do have one ingredient in particular that comes from there. Having to figure that all out, let alone, you know, you're an emerging brand. People are discovering you in stores, usually at demos. We weren't able to demo. Right. So, you know, how do you get creative on having people discover your product? And it's been very interesting to kind of think outside of the box and come up with some creative solutions. Those are like my happy places when Mm -hmm. when moments happen and they actually work because a lot of times they don't work. That's why we decided to do this crowdfunding. You know, for us right now, there is a bottom line of some money we need to invest. We're operating, Mm -hmm. you know, very tight right now and that's okay, but we need a little bit to get us through kind of this time. And then hopefully be in a different place to raise. I mean, really, you know, there's in food and beverage, raising is really a part of growing and marketing is so important on a product. And really your market spend is everything in getting in front of customers because there are so many, so much competition, even if like my product, right? It's, it's a very new category disruptor. We're not a juice. We're not, we're, we're both. Right. Uh, but even in that, you know, even amongst being one of the first to do something, you really have to create the noise yeah. to have people know you exist. And being a small business, that can be very challenging. So, I mean, I look at fundraising as it's an endless thing that you're going to be after, but to really focus on the product and, and make sure that you're 
always looking at your cost of goods, always looking at your your numbers, always understanding little nuances where you can change things in the business. I mean, that's where I'm at right now. Yes, yes. So essentially, the Kids Love Drink Boxes are vitamin-enhanced water, mm-hmm. right? But it's sweetened with stevia. What What is stevia? And is it okay for kids? Yeah. So we use less than 0.1 grams of stevia. It's a plant extract, three to 600 times sweeter than sugar in its actual taste effect, which makes it appealing for kids to want to drink it, yet it, <laughs> it's not sugar. For me, really, when I was developing the product, When you are doing a liquid vitamin, and we do have some coconut water in our product, which actually helps in the balance of the whole product. But when you are smelling and tasting a product, especially for those that are have excellent senses of smell, is that no one's going to want to drink a vitamin that smells like vitamins. It's very important to mask the vitamins. And the only way to effectively do that was to have an alternative natural sweetener involved in masking the taste of it. Otherwise, you would have just gotten because there's no sugar. And there's no um, enhancers in the sense of like color enhancers or anything to give it that. If you pour a Kids Love's juice into a glass, you'll notice they're all orange. The reason they're all orange is because that's the beta carotene. So that's actually, there is no coloring to it. It's the natural beta carotene that's giving it that orange color. Oh, wow. Um, And so that's the same thing with the taste. So we were just trying to mask basically the vitamin taste. And so it was like as little stevia we can put in. It's totally safe for kids to have stevia. Xylitol is the one that everyone's a little bit more concerned about from a Mm -hmm. mental perspective. And also it causes, xylitol can cause like some stomach upsetness in some kids. And there's new, uh, you know, there's monk fruit now. There's a lot of new natural extracts out there. And actually I'm, I'm in the process of exploring some of those just to understand the difference. When I was developing the product, though, monk fruit was very new to the market. It just didn't seem like the right way to go. I also didn't like the flavor it gave to the product. So, and I, I was really a stickler on that because at the end of the day, you can make the most amazing product, looking product, all that stuff. But if nobody wants to drink it or eat it, it it's not going to go anywhere. It's just, so. Yeah, exactly. The flavors are delicious. So tell us about the range. Initially, because I wanted to add some coconut water in for the potassium, and for the electrolytes, it was really important to go with flavors that naturally could lean towards tropical. I had tried to go against that for a while when I was doing flavors and it just was off. So that's really how we landed on the flavors we have. So, you know, coconut, flying flamingo, starstruck coconut, <laughs> flying flamingo, and peach me, I'm orange. So they all have a little bit of that tropical flavor in it. The peach me, I'm orange leans more on the little peach side. Like I said, in 2021, um, we hope to launch another new flavor. So, you know, flavor profiles are always something you're developing. And it's like my favorite part because I just yeah. think that it's so creative and fun and and coming up with new ways, right? Like I think a lot of kids drinks out there tend to be berries or orange or, you know, and for me, it was really important to stick with something that kids knew. So, you know, the orange flavor was definitely stemming from the fact that I was hoping to replace in families' fridges, the orange juice, something healthier. What advice do you have for entrepreneurs and particularly female founders, founders who happen to be moms? I would tell them to first take their time in making sure that when you're launching something, you you really, you know, obviously nothing's ever going to be perfect. But uh, that's for sure. And I've definitely learned things even through launching and always are making tweaks to things. 
in a way, it's good to make the mistakes early on because then you learn from them and you don't make those mistakes later. But I would say taking time to have that thought process and really let it percolate and really make sure that you're understanding what you're going after and why you're doing it is so important. I'm really creating this product really at the ultimate to change families' lives for the better and kids' lives, more importantly. That's my passion. You know, I think for everyone, it's something different, but to make sure that you're really aligned in yourself on what you're doing and why you're doing it. And then I would say the other thing in in terms of being a mom is, is like I said, I, I think there's no balance in this. So throw that out the window if you want to find the company and start a company because... There's no way you're going to be the most amazing entrepreneur, the most amazing wife, the most amazing uh, mom at all times. And I think setting that expectation for yourself up and and being disappointed is half the battle. So I think not having the expectation and being happy in the moment is so important, you know, and and that things take time, you know, everything takes time, you know, to develop and, and to see the light and you never know what's around the corner. So what is a mom sense moment that you've had? I would say for me, it's really been following my intuition on stores. Um, Mm. You know, you have this like dream list of of people like in in my industry, you have a dream list of the stores you want to be in. And how are you going to get there? And when are you going to get there? And, 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 and it takes so long to even start a conversation with most of them, let alone get into stores. I mean, it doesn't always turn out how you want it to. So I would say that my total mom sense really has been about trusting my intuition and gut on where I want to be and knowing I will get there. And it's really been working for me, but there's not a blueprint to it. It's like an internal blueprint where I'm like, somehow it's going to happen and it, it always works out. And really also knowing when to say no knowing when to say no to certain things that you want to do, but you know that either that it just does the timing's not right for it. As a brand, I think you want to do everything and you want to be everywhere. And sometimes you financially can't afford to be, or there are stepping stones to these things and really patience. I am not a patient person. (laughs) (laughs) And I have really with my kids and with my business, I am learning patience on the regular. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's awesome. Let's not forget our quote of the day. Is there a quote that you live by? The quote I always live by is to be persistent, but to be gracious and humble. Stay humble. That's so nice. I love it. It's now time for Mom Hall, when we share products we love. Is there a product, and it could be really anything, it could be beauty, wellness, parenting related, that you are just loving and you're like, I need to recommend this to all my friends? Yes. I love Mother's Love. So there is this balm called Mother's Love, and it's a diaper cream, and they also have an everyday balm, and it is a game changer. So I have a four, almost 15-month-old. And she got a really bad diaper rash and I was out of my mind. And I was trying, you know, like the normal desitin and Mm -hmm. cream and the combo and paste and and then aquaphor on top of it and and (laughs) nothing was working. And I was like out of my mind and a friend recommended mother's love to me. And within one day, her diaper rash was gone. That's the best. All natural. It has like marshmallow extract in it and all these different herbs. And I even use it like on myself sometimes if I get dry mm-hmm. skin patches, 
My son sometimes can get flares up of eczema. It really works for eczema. And it's just such an amazing product. And I Mm. highly recommend it. You can get it on Amazon. Yeah, it's just such a game changer product. So mother's love. Thank you. Thank you. It's the first time hearing about it. But yeah, I love how it's like got so many different uses. Yeah. Yeah. And those diaper rashes are the worst. It's just, yeah, so sad. So painful for them. My mom haul is a special cream for uh, kids with allergies and eczema, particularly. It's called Bee Baby Cream. So it was developed by a board certified allergist. And after she was diagnosing several kids with food allergies and explaining to parents the seriousness of the diagnoses, it just broke Dr. Ratika Gupta's heart, especially when parents were getting teary eyed during her explanation of how to navigate the world with food allergies. Dr. Gupta explains that moisturizers with good ingredients, not fragrances or food derivatives, have been shown to decrease the risk of food allergies. Armed with this research, she set out to make the best cream for babies and you. Loaded with ceramides, hyaluronic acid, low acidity, and an eco-friendly packaging, this cream may help strengthen the skin's barrier. And also a portion of all proceeds goes towards Every Mother Counts, a charity that helps provide maternal health care around the world. Just be with Bee Baby. And the website is www.thebebaby.com. Where can my listeners find you and all things Kids Love and The Loving Company? Yeah, so you can find us on at Walmart stores. You can also find us uh, on the West Coast, that is, Walmart on the West Coast. You can find us on walmart.com. You can also find us on amazon.com and Thrive Market. And we actually have, for your listeners, um, a code for Amazon. It's 10% off on our eight-pack variety packs. And the code is KLTOTALMOM. Great. Thank you, Ashley. That's so awesome. I I can't recommend it enough. And, you know, as we shared during this interview, it's for your kids, but it's also for you. Yeah, Yeah, totally. (laughs) All right. Well, this was incredible. I'm so, so glad that we got to talk at length and hear all about your story, Ashley, and how you created this brand that we all need in our life, you know, and, um, and I can't thank you enough for, for taking the time out. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Just so excited to be able to talk to you. And I love these things. I'm like, so always excited about doing podcasts, especially now it's such a way to connect like never before. Right. It's like, we're so needing that right now. So thank you. True. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's like, you know, when you see a brand and you actually hear from the founder, there's something so special about that. You're like, oh, this is why she came up with it. Yeah, exactly. You know, and you just... It's more personal. Exactly, exactly. Well, thank you. Thanks so much. And that concludes my interview with Ashi. I hope you loved hearing about her entrepreneurial journey, both the successes and the pitfalls and all the real stuff along the way, and how she's making it her mission to solve a problem for parents, because we really do need to get more vitamins into our kids' tummies, and kids' love is making it that much easier and so much more fun. And I love that she delved into her own motherhood journey, which touches my heart. I feel like those are the stories that we hang on to because that's what we relate to most. 
All of my listeners receive 10% off on their kids love purchase of the Variety 8-Pack on Amazon, and you can use my exclusive promo code KLTOTALMOM, and that's all caps, K-L-T-O-T-A-L-M-O-M. I know I am personally loving the coconut water, and I have a box at my desk almost every day, so it's, it's really, really yummy. Thanks again for tuning in. Be sure to follow me on Instagram where I post updates on upcoming episodes. And my handle is at Kanika Chada Gupta. And if you have suggestions for show topics or guests who you think have to be on the show, you can write to me at that's total mom sense at gmail.com. Remember, always trust your mom sense. Stay strong, super mamas. See you next time. Total mom sense.